Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Open up your Bibles to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we've been in a series entitled Behold. Over the course of this summer, I just sensed that the Lord called us to go throughout the uh, different parts of Scripture and look at the power of beholding Jesus, beholding him in the right way, in the right manner, seeing him for who he really is. It came out of 2 Corinthians 3.18. I, I didn't tell you to turn there, but I'm going to read it. It says this, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate or behold, another translation says, the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory. Come on, how many of you know the heart of the Father is to make us more like Jesus. Amen? Like that, that's, that's, that's the goal. That's, that's, the, that's the, 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 the circle to shoot the arrow at and to hit the bullseye. Like the goal is to become more like Jesus. And it happens as we behold him. And, and many of us have tried to do it through work, through striving, through accomplishing, through trying to have your ducks in order and do the right things. It's not bad, but it happens when we behold the king. And so we've gone through a couple different passages of scriptures and talked about how good our God is, how faithful he is as a father. And last week we talked about the Lord is our shepherd. Come on, we lack nothing. Come on, how many of you have been tested in that this last week? We, I, I, there's numerous times this last week I've been like, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Rachel's gone, the kid, I'm like, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. It's like, come on, the Lord is really good and kind. And so today I wanna go into the Gospel of John and talk about the power of staying connected. The power of connection. I love that this portion of scripture, John's, a lot of his writing is towards the end of Jesus's life. And so he gives insight into what I believe are some of Jesus's greatest words and teaching and, and kind of that, that I'm going to leave you with some really important stuff to catch kind of talk before he goes to the cross and then to the tomb and raises to life. And so John is here writing these words and there's two reasons for John 15. Many people believe in the first is this is it reveals that Jesus gives the, the desire of his heart to no longer call his disciples servants, but friend. Come on. I, I don't know about you, but I, I love that I, I am still a servant of the Lord, right? He's my master last week, yes? Like the Lord is my shepherd, so it's ownership. It's, it's his authority in my life. It's, it's all of that. And so it, it, you gotta, can I tell you, you gotta, you gotta walk in this thing called faith with balance, it's all about balance. And so he's, he's Lord and he, he owns me and he, he's the ruler of my life, but then he's also my friend. Come on, how many of you are thankful that he calls you friend? Like just four of you, every hand should go up. And so he, he leaves his disciples with this idea that he's like, I'm no longer calling you servants, but I'm calling you friends. But then he, he gets into the guts of this in the beginning of John 15, and he, and he shows the nature of a true believer and the relationship of being connected to him. He, he speaks of imagery of a gardener and a, and, a, and a vine and the branches. It's profound language. It talks about fruit being produced. And so we're going to go into it right now. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. How many of you brought your physical Bibles to church? You get extra, you get an extra portion in your mansion in heaven because you brought your real Bibles. The rest of you will just, will just, will just pray for you. 
says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch, so branches are you and me. Yes? He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Everyone say prunes. So that it'll be even more fruitful. You already, speaking to his disciples, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain. That Greek word means remain, continue, live. So, so remain, continue, live in me as I also remain in you. Come on, aren't you thankful that we are part of a, a kingdom that Jesus lives in us? No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Uh, today, I really think this is not a part of my message, but I think we're really going to have to evaluate some of the fruit that we're bearing. Some things we think are fruit. They're not. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what he needs to tell you right now. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. Come on, how many of you love that promise? Some of you are like, I love that promise, but I didn't know those other verses were before it. Oh, I love ask whatever. Oh, I'm going to ask. But notice Jesus says, there's some, there's some things before you get to that. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and, you will, and it will be done. This is my, I love this, this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Holy Spirit, in these next few moments, I just ask that your word would sharpen us, it would build us, it would strengthen us, it would course correct us, and it would bring us deeper into the heart of the Father. Jesus, be glorified. We thank you for your presence that's here right now. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. A mission of our church, as many of you know, is to be a people that are connected to the presence of God and then in return connect others to the presence of God. That's, that's the, the mission of Oasis. That's what God has called us to do. And it's not something we just pulled out of a hat or came up with one day when we were having a really good brainstorming session. It came from this, that we are called to be people that connect to him, are connected to him. Uh, today, I'll use the word connection and abiding interchangeably, but this is the call that we would go and be people that are connected and reveal the Father's glory to others and connect others to him. This is why beholding Jesus really matters, because your connection depends on it. Because what you behold, right, I've said, is what you will become. Better way to say it today's portion of scripture is what you connect your life to, you will ultimately produce. I, I wasn't during this recent time of training, but I, I was remembering as I was um, praying and planning, I, I remembered a time where I had a long run scheduled on a, on a Saturday, and I, I had plugged in all my devices, my ear pods, my watch, my phone, everything, because you need all those things to properly run, right? And so I made sure it was all plugged in, and I went to bed, and I woke up at six in the morning, ready to get out and get going. And I remember going over and I went to go grab my phone off the charger. <laughs> Some of you are shaking your heads, you know. And I, and I remember clicking this, the button on the side and it was just black. And I was like, oh no. And I remember clicking it, clicking it, clicking it. And it's like, ah, no. And I looked down and the little charge plug thing is just slightly out of the wall a little bit. And I said, the devil's a liar. The <laughs> devil is... The devil came in here. We all blame the devil on everything. The devil came into my room. and I, I remember like sitting there like, no, I have to go run with just the sound of the city. 
being so like, this is such a bummer. And so I remembered, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm just going to give it 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I, I just believe 15 minutes is going to charge this bad boy, and we're going to be able to go for this long run. And so I plugged it in, and I went out and got some water, and <laughs> I remember coming back, and the phone was charged, but it was at 3%. And I was like, this is not going to work. That run was one of the worst runs that I've had in a long time. Some of you thought I was going to turn around and be like, that was the best run in the world. I was mighty and strong. It was terrible. I remember just like being like, this, this is no fun. Like I, I, I needed my, my ear pods and my, my podcast or my music or whatever it is. Like I didn't have it, and so it was a bummer. But I, I look back, and I remember sitting there for 15 minutes just wondering if it would be enough juice. And as I read this scripture, I just, it was just brought to mind that I was like, man, I, I just wonder how many of us are plugging in for 15 minutes at a time. It's not condemning. It's not to tell you you're wrong. It's just saying there's more. Can you hear me? There, there's, there's more. I think some of us are just hoping just to abide in Jesus, connect in Jesus by just getting a little bit, just getting a little bit of the worship set today, and I'll be, I'll be good to go for the week, you know? It was powerful worship. It was an incredible time with the Lord, but it's like, if I, just, if I can just get that little plug and make sure it's plugged into the wall to recharge and stay connected, I'll be good. Come on, we, we've all been there, yes? I'm not, I'm not alone in this, am I? Don't make me alone in this. Some of you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna judge right now. <laughs> it's going like, man, we, we the, the, the call of Jesus is say, hey, come and abide in me. Live your life for me as the source. Don't just plug in and unplug and replug and try to get juice and try. Stay with me. When you behold him, you, you realize the power. And I know I, I've been serving the Lord for a little while now. And so it, it, it does this at times. But man, I, I'm getting a little older and, I, and I'm realizing more and more that this is really the only thing that matters. That I want my life as I behold him, I realize the, the need and the, the value of staying connected to Jesus. Come on, in this hour, in this day where, where there are all sorts of storms and competing voices and competing things trying to grab you and unplug you and plug you into it. Like, like the shepherd of our soul is saying, hey, come and connect your life to me. The, the presence of the Lord is powerful. Yes? The, the presence of the Lord is good. It's, it's, it's why we believe that we're called to be people that are connected to him and live from his life-giving waters of his holy presence. We're people that were made. You were made for the presence of God. Did you know that? Like you were created when you, when you came out of the old man and you were brought into the new man. Can I, can I remind you, it wasn't a second chance. It wasn't a, uh, like a fresh start. It was a brand new life. Can you, can you hear me? So, so the old man, the, the man before Jesus, the woman before Jesus is dead. And you're brought into the new man, the new woman, and that new man and new woman is created to be a person that loves the presence of the Lord, that loves connection, that loves deep connection with the Lord. I mean, we want to we want to connect our lives to so many different things. I mean, I mean, when I say the word connection, think about how many apps there are today that you could connect your, yourself to other people. Some of them aren't good. You should probably delete them today in Jesus' name. That's an extra one. Just give the offering later. For real, <laughs> some of you delete them. Okay, it's a nice, nice, loving tap on the shoulder. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I literally was looking at the insane amount of connection that we can find, whether it's through social media, through, through those apps, where you can meet up with different people. Like, it's insane to me how fast you can be connected to someone or something. Why? Because the cry of our hearts is to be connected. Let me tell you, the cry of your soul is to be connected. That is what you were designed for was to be people that are connected to him. The presence of God doesn't get old. 
doesn't get old. It gets familiar. <laughs> doesn't get old. Living in the presence of God, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you, I've, I've experienced this. It doesn't get old. It just gets familiar. Worship doesn't get old. <laughs> Songs just become familiar. Like it's like, oh, we're singing that song again? This is from like 1999 on the Christian Wow Hits. Like we're singing this again? <laughs> it's like, why are we doing this? I don't like this. This isn't my song. It's like, what? It's not that the presence of God becomes familiar. It's just that we've stopped beholding him. That's what it comes down to. We've stopped beholding him as the most precious thing to behold and to connect our lives to. We've become disconnected. Are you with me? And so, so today, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to encourage us. I want to spur us to be people that abide in him. Because when you behold him, I'm telling you, you see the, 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 can I say the value of being connected to him. You see the, 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 the power of being connected to him. You see the fruit of being connected to him. And it builds fruit that lasts forever. Abiding is to remain stable or fixed in a position, to endure without yielding. Can I tell you, I've watched over the last three years, faith, believers, stop abiding because endurance stopped. It gave up because it got really hard. It got really scary. It got really messed up. The church got sifted. Hello? No? Just like the landscape of churches everywhere, like the Lord's not playing around. <laughs> and so you see that and you're like, ah, that was really jacked up. I don't like that. And so you know what? I'll abide over here. Can I tell you? Can I, can I just give you an extra nugget? Can I? Just one. Just somebody nod your head because I'll give it. Have eyes that are pure for the bride of Christ. He'll handle his bride. He'll handle his church. You don't need to. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't need to. He's just fine. He's in charge. And he'll deal with it how he needs to deal with it. Because the problem is, is when you start dealing with it, you, start, you stop abiding in him, and you start trying to abide in yourself, and you start to fix what you will never be able to fix. It's people. It's people. It's broken people just trying their best. Some are, some are really broken, and some are just broken. Right, but we're we're trying our best. I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel like it's from the spirit of the Lord. When you when you over the last couple of years, we've we've stopped abiding because it's gotten hard to endure without yielding. He didn't purpose you to stop abiding when it gets hard. He actually designed you to abide when it gets really hard. The Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. He he leads me beside still waters. He leads me to green pastures. He restores my soul. Is this not the word and the promise of the Lord that, that he promises that when we abide, we will be okay? And so Jesus invites his disciples in, and he invites them in to live a life filled with power and fruit, but, but you got to connect to the right source, Jesus says. And, and, he, and he says this. He says, I am the true vine. Right? Like, I, 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 I've read that hundreds of times. And I'm just like, wow, that's so sweet. He's so precious. He's so good. He's the vine. And then the word true vine stuck out to me this week. He says, I am the true vine. And I, and I felt in my heart like the Lord was like, listen, there are, there are vines out there that are not the true vine. And more than ever, we have to be aware. And listen, this is when you behold him, you get the right vine connection. But we got to be aware that there are other vines that you can connect your life to. You know, not all the vines that I'm going to say are bad. They're just not the true vine. Did you hear me? They're, they're, they're not all wrong. They're just not going to give you the life, the power, and bear the fruit that your life would when you connect to Jesus. Jesus. 
Hear me. Young people, hear me. Older people, hear me. But like, like he says, I am the true vine. I look across the landscape of Chicago. It's a major city, one of the, one of the best cities in the world. I think it's the best city in the world. New York is New York. It's whatever we need to pray for. And, you know, L.A. is L.A. It's super cool, so dope and vibey. It's like, ah, cool. Chicago, this is like, this is it. This is it. Okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. People are gonna be like, yeah, fine. You applauded, you applauded more to that than Jesus is good. But I, but I, I look across the landscape of Chicago and I, and I see people, we all see people attaching themselves to vines that they think are gonna bring them life. I mean, right, it's not the judge, it's not to condemn. I, I, don't, I don't condemn. I just like, I'm like, this thing's gonna run out. Like, I, I think that needs to be our posture. It's like, I'm, how dare they? It's like, no, you're, gonna, you're just gonna, it's gonna run dry. And so I see this throughout the city, but, but to be honest, it's, it's Jesus talking to disciples. So it's not like he's up in the world going, world, the lost. Connect yourself to the true vine. He's like, disciples, I am the true vine. So he's saying, I believe he's saying to us, hey, listen, when you, uh, when, you, when you behold him, you come to a realization that there might be some vines in my heart that need to come out. As I was writing, I some of the vines, religion or spirituality. <laughs> okay, I'll leave that one. Um, finances, financial prosperity. If I could just, whoo, if I could just plug in, just, ah, Lord, just give me the raise. It's like you won't steward the raise because you haven't stewarded this. So, but it's a vine. It's like if I just get the raise, if I just get the promotion, if I just get the new. And he's like, it's not bad. Don't, do not, like, well, the Lord's not against your greatness. Just do it with him. Yeah, careers, right? The vine of career. The careers. Like I, you all know. Fame. We all want to be famous. Why? Social fame. Like, it's nuts. We want to be famous. Do you know, like, anyways. But no, I, I know people. Like, I'm not going to try. I just know people that you know. They're not happy. They're striving to keep up with it. They're actually sick because they can't keep up with it enough. And they're like, listen, this is a, they don't say a vine because they're not, they're like, I, they're like this stuff, it's not, it's not giving me its power. We're, we're lacking. But here in the life of the church, we're like, oh, if I can just get that one more like, that one more thing, if I can just hit it big, then my life will be good and I'll be able to abide in Jesus. He's like, no, 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 it's, it starts now. The vine of family. The vine of, if I just have a child, everything will be good. The vine of social belonging. I gotta look it, I gotta, I gotta look the part. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta fit in. Can I tell you, when you came to Jesus, the, the idea of fitting in ended. Some of you don't like that. <laughs> it's okay. He said, you're actually a foreigner now. To the land. He didn't call you to fit in. He called you to infiltrate. He didn't call you to get liked. He just called you to go do his will. This is the life of a believer. It's, it's costly. But, but he says, listen, some of you have attached your life to this idea of social belonging, to pleasure, right? The vine of pleasure. I love ice cream. In Jesus' name, I've been released of that vine. Thank you, Lord. God is really good. He'll do it for you. What he's done for me, he'll do for you. Possessions, control, independence, recognition. Some of you, the vine you're connecting to is just, I just need to be recognized. I need recognition. He'll recognize you. Political vines, movement vines. I'll, I'll keep going, but I'll, I probably should stop. These are vines that, that you can connect your life to to get source of meaning and purpose, right? And, and then in return, get power and then see fruit come of your life. Well, if I just get this status or if I just hit this mark or if I just get into this thing, I'll finally be able to do something with my life. He says, I am the true vine, and if you abide in me, you can do anything that you ask in my name. 
But the, the, the evil one will creep in and be like, he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it yet. Oh, you've been abiding like a good little son and daughter, but he hasn't done it yet. It's the voice of the condemner. I promise you on the other side of that thing, if you stay faithful, you will see God come through your life. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Jesus says, Jesus says, no to those vines. He says, I am the vine, the true vine. And so he's saying, you got you to choose. And when you behold him, you get the right vine. You attach your life to the right vines. This is good. And so when you attach your life to the true vine, because some of you are like, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Here's the reality. When you, when you are part of Jesus, your life then will get pruned. So Jesus promises, anything you ask in my name, as you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Yes and amen. I love that. And he says, great, I'm the true vine. My father is the gardener. And the gardener is going to prune good things in your life. Okay, he says this, verse two, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So, so that's the point of, like, the correcting part of his nature. You with me? So, so I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that when things in my life that aren't bearing fruit, I can go to him and behold him and, and, and abiding with him, he cuts them off. Are you hearing me? Some of you are like, I just want to stop this addiction. Just tell him to cut it off. He says, bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. How many of you have ever read that like that's discipline? Just me and Christopher. Forever, I'm like, oh, he's, he's pruning me. It hurts. I thought I was doing the right things, and look at where I've landed. I'm not connecting my life to the vine of any of those other things. I'm connected. It hurts. It hurts. And we walk away because we're like, ah, I don't like the pruning. But the scripture says that he prunes things that are good. What? Wait, wait, he says, my father's a gardener. I'm the true vine, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prune things that bear fruit. See, if we don't behold Jesus in the right manner, we will think that Jesus is disciplining us when he's actually strengthening us. Hear me, this is why it's so crucial. You will think that the Lord is, is correcting you, like cutting you off, like his grace has run out for you. Come on, how many of you ever thought that? Like, I've just, his grace is enough, I've tried Right, You think that, but when you behold him and you come and you abide in him, he then starts to cut out so you can grow more. I, I, me and Rachel were overseas. We were in um, Portugal not too long ago. Such a blessing to be able to go do that. It was such an incredible trip. And um, there's this place way up in, in one of the mountains in, in Sintra, and it's, it's like where the coast comes and it blows the air and it's like, crazy because it's like this, I don't even know what it's called, like little geoclimate thing, whatever. I, I got an A in science, thank God. Um, but the wind blows differently, and the water comes out, the salt comes off the water differently, and it's actually colder than the other parts of the mountain. And it's, it's a really cool spot. It's actually a vineyard. And so Rachel and I were like, we have to go see these things. It was breathtaking. We get up there, and we actually were cold. Like, it was like hot, and then we get up to this place, and it was cold. And so we went and we, we did the tour and we were like, this is insane. It's a huge vineyard. And, and, I, and you know me, like, I'm like asking all these questions because I'm like taking pictures, like look at the connection of the vine to this one. I have them on my phone. I'm like, I'm gonna use this in a sermon one day. Thank you so much. They're like, sermon, what's that? I was like, here, come here, let me tell you, buddy. Um, and it was crazy. We get to this place and there's all these uh, workers there, and they're, they're, they're smiling and waving at us. And I was like, hey, hey, that's so awesome. Why are they cutting off so much? And the guy, the tour guy, he's actually a buddy of mine now. We, we Instagram back and forth. Some friends just went over there. If you ever going to go to Portugal, holler at me. I'll get you connected. And um, he, he was like, yes, yeah, sir. Um, actually, actually, that's because um, we have a need to produce more this season right now. And so they're cutting off the good stuff so that it can produce more stuff, more grapes. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, why, 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 why are you not using those grapes? 
And he's like, well, those were good, but we want better. I said, better? And so he said, here, taste, taste, and I tasted the grass. I was like, that's good. And then he's like, look, this one has been growing where we just pruned it a couple weeks ago. Taste it. I tasted it. I could genuinely tell the difference of the taste, and I am not good at that. If some of you in the room, you're like, oh, I know what that tastes. It's like, I don't, I just eat. But I could genuinely tell the difference. And I was like, oh, my goodness. The Lord does that to us. He prunes our lives in places that are good so that there can be more growth. And the good things become better things. The fruit that we bear to this season actually becomes better in this next season because we've allowed for the pruning to take place in our hearts because he's a really good, the father's a really good gardener and he wants to prune us. And so when you behold him, you actually come into the realization that this isn't discipline. He'll he'll discipline, he'll cut the branches off that aren't bearing any fruit. Thank him for that. Don't be upset. But he wants to prune the stuff that is producing fruit so you produce more fruit. Like, Like the kingdom of God is all about going forward. Did you hear me? Like, like, like the disciples, I'm almost done, but the disciples, right? We read the accounts in the other gospels of the disciples just being young, dumb dudes. Oh, you don't think so? Oh, how many times did they do something and Jesus is like, come here, time for a rebuke. Right? Like, right? Like, they were young. I'm so thankful that Jesus is super gracious. He's, he's, not, he's not done with you. And so there's moments where Jesus sends the disciples out and they go do great mighty works and miracles and they're all sitting around in in a room and they're like, I'm better than you. They're arguing over who's the greatest, right? I mean, I I don't know about you, but I'd probably do the same thing. The Lord just sent us out and we're seeing people get healed. We're seeing dead people come to life. The kingdom of God's advancing. I am, I, hey, yo, Pete, I got way more stuff happening in Chicago than you did in Gat. Like, like What? I would do the same thing. And I love Jesus. He's like, he's like, come here. He's like, it wasn't bad fruit, but I got to cut that branch off of you right now. That pride and selfish ambition, I got to cut it off. I got to cut it off. He didn't say, disciples, you blew it. Get some, give, me, give me some other disciples. I mean, facetious, but like seriously, he was like, no, 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 I got to cut that. Now go do more. But like they, they're like, hey, we're in this town, and they didn't, they didn't really love you. I'm paraphrasing in Luke, and he's, I think it's in Luke's account. He's like, he's like, I think it's Peter. He's like, let me call down fire from heaven on these people and burn them up. It's like, whoa, dude, like what happened to you? And Jesus is like, no, and it says he rebukes him. Cuts that. Cuts that hatred for the world out of his heart. So it's not that it's bad to, to, to not put your eyes and ears to evil, just don't hate the people. So he says, like, I'll cut that out of your life so that you can bear more. I mean, Peter goes up to him and is like, hey, you don't need to do the cross thing. Like, it's good, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're going good. Peter tries to tell Jesus what to do. And Jesus is like, Pete, come here. Let me cut that. You don't know better. How many of you need the pruning of you don't know better? Every hand should go up. I don't know better, so I'm going to get pruned. So Jesus goes, hey, listen, you're doing good things. It's not bad, but i got to cut it so that you can produce more, better fruit. Notice that when the Holy Spirit comes in the upper room, we, go, we see Peter coming from this man that, that denied Jesus to then proclaiming Jesus. Because he came under the word. It said the word's already cleaned you. Hey, listen, listen, we have to be people that sit under the word. Because when you sit on the word, under the word, you get pruned. It's hard to be pruned when you don't know the word. It's hard to be pruned when the word of God's not speaking to you. Are you hearing me? I'm almost done. Uh, worship team, those that are coming, can you come? But like he says, listen, I am the vine. My father's the gardener. Abide in me. Listen to what I say. Do what I'm telling you to do. Because I want to see your life be fruitful. The kingdom of God is all about increase. Did you know that? 
Uh, I was upstairs earlier, and I was trying to, to remember the scripture verse, and it came at the very second. We, thank God for Google. Some of you are like, you're not spiritual. You just don't know where it's at. No, I don't. I need Google. So we went to Isaiah 6, and I was like, that's not it. The government, and you know, no, no end. It's like, that's not it. It's like, and then Luke 1, and it says that his kingdom, Jesus, his kingdom, there will be no end. The kingdom of God is all about going forward. It's not going to stop because people have yielded to the pressures of this world. It's gonna keep going forward. Hear me, he wants to see his kingdom advance in your life. Do you hear me? And he wants to see the kingdom of God advance around you. He's interested in it going forward. And he, and he says, if you remain in me and I would in you, you will bear much fruit. So as you sit under the word of God, as, as his word cleans you and sharpens you and prunes you, it's not a scary thing. It's actually a life-giving thing. Some of you are like afraid right now to go sit under the word. Can I tell you? Just do it. <laughs> I don't have a more theological depth thing to say than just do it. It's awesome. Does it feel good? No, I can't imagine the, 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 the branches of grapes and the vineyard, the, the gardener comes and cuts them. That, that probably hurts. Poor little grapes. But he's more interested in, in cutting out now so it's not a branch that gets thrown into the fire later. Which one do you want? I want branches that are gonna produce fruit now because... His kingdom is about that. I want fruit to bear. He wants fruit to bear out of your life. One of the questions I wrote is like, it's simple, but what fruit are you bearing? What fruit are you bearing? Because when you behold him, you start to bear good fruit. And the last thing is what I said a bunch, but if you remain in me and my words in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. Someone called me, and this is not a prideful thing. Forgive me for the personal story, but someone actually called me. I was driving back Thursday from dropping Rach off at the airport. And it was, a, it was a friend of Oasis. They used to come. They moved away. And he reached out to me a couple times before over the last month, and he was like, hey, I got this need and this need. Can you, can you pray? Just lean in for just a few more moments. And he, and he said, can you, can you pray? I said, yeah, let's just, let's pray. And I remember these moments. I don't remember a lot of times when I pray for people, so don't be upset. <laughs> but I remember these two moments because I remember the Lord gave me a word, not from the, the audible, like spoken word from the Spirit, but from the word. Are you with me? And so we began to pray, and I spoke out two scripture verses over both situations. It says in the scriptures that, that we are called to be those planted by streams of living water. Are you hearing me? So the word should be richly planted in us. You don't have to know it all. Just start to get to know some. And I remember praying for this, this, these needs, and I, and I remember being like, Lord, this is what your word says, and I, and I trust your word. And It was just simple, dumb faith. Like, did you do it? Hung up the phone, moved on. He called me. He's like, hey, man. I need to know the secret. I was like, all right. The secret about what? He's like, dude, you prayed for two things. Remember, it's not about me. He's like, you prayed for these two things. Both things got answered. And I was like, I was like, I literally said, praise the Lord. <laughs> that should be your response. I was like, praise God. That's what he does. Why are you shocked? <laughs> he was like, I don't know. I'm shocked. I was like, oh, I'll be shocked with you. Wow. Like some of us don't get as excited. We're like, yeah, that's what he does. He said, tell me the secret. How, how, how can I pray like that? Lord said, John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words and remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I said to him, dude, there's no secret. I don't have an extra anointing. I just know his word. And I don't know a lot, but I want to behold him and I want to know more of this. I want to know this. And when I know this, I know that I begin to ask for things in his name, trusting that he'll hear what I'm saying. Are you hearing me? 
because he promises that if you remain in me, if you abide in me, and you know the word and the word is richly planted in you, whatever you wish, it'll be done to you. And, and I just said, if you want a secret, that's the secret. Man, I, I love that we're so filled with technology today because, man, I, I could not have lived back when there was no internet. It would have been very hard for me. Some of you, you need something done. So don't go to him just to get something met. Go to him because you love him and you're beholding him. But if you can move past that into the, the need part of what you're dealing with, I'm telling you, there are, there are words in this book that will deal with what you're dealing with right now. I tell people all the time, they're like, I'm dealing with this situation. I said, I guarantee it. Find the scriptures, put them on a note card, put them on a, three, uh, on a ring, and just start reading them over and over. Let the word richly be planted in you and watch and see as it produces the fruit that is better than the fruit you could bear apart from him. When you behold him, it says you'll bear much fruit. And the fruit will come from knowing him. It, it says that you, you can do nothing apart from him. Oh, I'm here to tell you, you'll do something. You're, you're not just going to sit on the couch for the rest of your life. Right? I, I surely hope not. You could do something, but will it be the source, will it come from the source of him? Where there's great power. There's great life. Oh, can I tell you, church? There's great joy. Oh, I know when people are connected to the source because there's great joy. I don't care. They don't care what their job's like. They don't care what their bosses are like. They don't care what they're going through. There's joy because they're abiding in him. They're like, man, I don't care what is happening. This is really good because God's good. Like, like, I'm telling you, you will produce something. But the invitation from Jesus is come be the branch that attaches to the true vine and produce something you could never imagine. Fruit. Fruit. What do you have to do? Abide. That's it. Abide. You, you can start to conjure up fruit. It'll run out. It'll dry up. What do you have to do? Abide. Connect. Stay connected. You know, what it, you know what it comes down to? And this is it. This is my third close. It comes to dependency. It comes when we start acting like kids. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Like, Lord, I, I can't, I can't. You can. Hey, Lord, I, I'm, I'm tired. You're not. Lord, I, I'm weary. You're really strong. Lord, I, I don't know how the provision's gonna come, but you're the great provider. Lord, Lord, I don't know how you're going to resolve this situation. It's, it's super heavy. It's super toxic. It's super hard. But you can do it. I've seen you do it before. You'll, you'll do it again. I'm a kid. I just, I need my father. I need you. He says, if you ask, he'll do it. He'll do it. Connecting with him. Beholding him. Bow your heads and close your eyes for just for a moment. Lord, we need you. We need you. I thank you that you are the true vine. And so today, I ask for your hand to come Father, and to cut and to prune every branch in our lives that's not bearing fruit and that needs to be thrown out and prune and cut the things in us that are good, but you desire to make better. If you want that today, just open your hands to them and just tell them, I, I want this today. I want you today. I want you today. Be, be, the, be the gardener of our soul and our heart and our mind. I thank you that you've promised that we can ask in your name and things will happen. So Lord, bring us into an awareness. Holy Spirit, bring us into an awareness more of where we're connecting our lives to and just help us. Help us by your spirit. 
thankful. We're thankful for you. We love you, Lord. We worship you. If you're in the room, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you've never said yes to the true vine, if you're here today and you've been in church or maybe this is your first time in church or maybe you've grown up in a church or some religion, but today you're like, man, I, I want the one true shepherd of my soul. I want the King. I want the Lord Jesus to come. I want to attach my life to him today. The gospel is really good. He's really faithful. He wants to, like he says, remain in you today. He wants to come into you today. If you're in the room right now and you just want to say yes to coming into a relationship and coming into brand new life with Jesus, I want you just to slip your hand up. No one looking around. Just slip your hand up right now. Amen. I see it. Don't be, don't wait. Amen. I see it. Amen. Amen. All right, church, we're just going to pray together. Those that lifted your hands, we're just going to pray a prayer of faith. Just confessing in your heart and believing with your, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord. We're just going to do it together. So repeat this after me. Jesus, today, I confess you are Lord. Forgive me. Wash me clean. I receive your love, I receive your grace, and I receive your mercy. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for dying for me. And thank you that you were raised to life and you are seated on the throne. Take that position in my heart. Be the king of my heart. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the hands that were lifted and it says heaven rejoices when those come home. And so we just celebrate your goodness in this house today. We celebrate your faithfulness in this house today. And we thank you, Lord, for your power and grace in Jesus' name.